When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello there, welcome to the Talk Republic podcast. The following episode is an audio recording from a live broadcast we did on our Facebook page. During the chat, you will hear questions from the audience and even shout outs we give to the people that attended. If you want to be a part of the live broadcast, please make sure you follow us on Facebook so you don't miss a thing. Now, enjoy this episode. Welcome to the Tag Republic podcast, a weekly chat with Carolina Guzik about all things marketing. Some episodes are short tips that you can implement in your business right away, while others are in-depth conversations with industry leaders. Whether you're a new photographer searching for some knowledge or an established professional with years of experience, Carolina offers fresh and innovative advice that can help you transform your photography business. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another amazing episode of the Talk Republic. We have returning guests today, and I am super excited here. Bianca and Kyle Thompson from Oak and Iron. How are you guys doing today? Good, good. We're lovely. I wish... (laughs) I feel like a news anchor having to hold the microphone. (laughs) I love that. I wish I had a drum roll, or better yet, you know, the... The Caribbean trumpet. <laughs> I have that on my phone somewhere. So. <laughs> I love it. And if you guys don't know what we're talking about, it's because you haven't listened to their podcast. So you need to go and catch up on that information before you know you join us here. But guys, how are you doing today? Let me invite people first. If you're watching this on the replay, if you're watching us live, there is a button down there. Just share, invite your friends, tag your friends. This is going to be super interesting. So invite everybody. So let me do that. Here on my end. Alrighty. And I just want to know if you guys can hear us and see us. I see there's a couple of people joining us live. I want to make sure that you guys can hear us and see us correctly. Please drop something on the comments below so we know we're good. No? Anybody? Testing. We're testing. Testing over here for a second. Let's see. Apparently nobody's posting. All right. Great. Fantastic. This is going to be lovely. We don't know. <laughs> Can you hear us? Can you see us, people? Anybody? Some sign? Are we ghosts? Okay. Are we still? I don't know what's happening. Do you guys? I see you guys good. Okay. Already, Roy says that we're good. So we are going to start this right here, right now. All right. <laughs> All right, guys. So. Made, I mean, you guys are returning a uh, guest on my podcast, which I love, uh, but perhaps there's some people that are just meeting you for the first time. So tell us who you are and what do you do? We are Kyle and Bianca Thompson, and we own Oak and Iron Photography. Uh, we specialize in weddings and lifestyle uh, photography. Yes. That's, right. that's about it. That's it. I love it, but. I love everything. Like I love the headphones. I love the microphone. I love the mustache. I don't know where this is going, but I love it. 
I'm about to be 30, so I had to just like grow the mustache and then commit to that forever. So I, I like it. Got my dad jeans in the mail, so <laughs> those are. I'm He's already entering. on the dad joke train, yeah. so yeah. the dad so, jokes are coming in hard today. Yeah, we gotta fully commit to the bit. <laughs> I love this. So you guys, um, I asked a couple of weeks ago on my Facebook group that, by the way, if you're not there, I don't know what you're waiting for uh, about who people want me to interview what people wanted to hear about and somebody posted like please oh can I run I want to know about we are photos and I'm like yes we're gonna do this I don't know how we're gonna call this because I don't want to call it we are photos but we're <laughs> gonna do this and then I call you guys and you guys give me the perfect title which is how to you know take creative risk with your photography so I'm super excited about this because you guys really push the boundaries and I like it I like it a lot because I am not as a risk taker as other people or you. So I'm excited about this. Well, we're very excited. And it's a, it's a, uh, a topic we're very passionate about talking about too. Yes. Awesome. So let's, you know, let's get this. So uh, since our last chat in photography, I think that it has evolved. Is that I think that after our chat is when your photographers start getting really creative and like, you know, interesting ways. So wh- how, like, what's the thought process? How did you guys get there? Well, you know, we, we've always tried to, you know, incorporate like the double exposures and like prism flips and all that stuff into our photography. Um, I felt like probably since we last talked, we really just, on topic of committing to the bit, we really just wanted to make sure that it wasn't, it wasn't something that was just like random. So we wanted to like do it in all aspects of our photography. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so we just like really really started to like hone in on that and and just accepted that that was our fate you know with with our photography and what we wanted to do and just really like like you said like honed in on it and made it a thing and made it happen more often than not yeah and we just kind of like wanted to like kind of like pave our own road with it that way when it comes to like our own inspiration and stuff all we had to do is really just like dive into our own heart and soul yeah and then get inspired by it. sweet i love this <laughs> So um, talk about like, because again, this is a podcast, people are listening to this. When we talk about creative risk and like quotation, we are photos. What are we really talking about? What is this? Like describe a picture for us so we can know what we're talking about here. Um, So like one of the things that we do is, um, so we like to do, for instance, like double exposures of like, like a groom detail with like, the bride or, or whomever in the photo. And it's just like elements. Uh, we really try to like display their personality like as best we can. Yeah. Um, so although it's, you know, we kind of have like a formula with it, it's really kind of custom to the couple or like the day and the situation. Um, so it's as far as like the, like the creative stuff that we're doing, it's always to kind of like help paint the picture of the day. So it's still like holding true and it's like, emulates exactly how our couple is or how like the vibe of the day is or even how like our surroundings are too sometimes we get inspired by like a building or you know uh some sort of in just something in the environment that like looks cool to us we're just like oh we want to put that somewhere within the photo in a really neat way and different way than just like slapping it in as like a landscapey kind of a photo um, with elements of both the people that were or whomever like we're photographing um so we like to kind of incorporate environmental things as well as their personality all kind of wrapped into one. Shapes and colors. 
<laughs> I mean, by now, I'm sure like your clients are aware of this, you know, kind of like creative risk. But that first client, how how this happened? You were like, we're going to do this and then we're going to show that photo. The client kind of like requested, like, I want something completely different. What was that experience with the first client? Um, I think it came from like a lot of different things. Um, one, we kind of have a slight advantage being like a husband and wife team that were like both like the primary shooters. So like we don't have to like hire on a second shooter. So when one of us was getting, you know, like a traditional uh, portrait or like, you know, just like a romantic shot of, or a couple being like cutesy, one of us would just like, you know, be like, oh, like I like the composition, but I could do something extra with this. So they were still getting like the best of both worlds. And it just kind of came, you know, slightly out of boredom. <laughs> like in a way we were just like, oh, like I could do so much more. Like yeah. we had the ideas in our heads. And at the time we hadn't really seen it too much in like wedding photography and that was something that we wanted to like bring to the industry um something that was like a little bit non-traditional but within like our company it kind of made it like a traditional oak and iron photo yeah so like you know like you see it oh that's our work and we kind of just committed to it like it just we fell into it almost instantly and then it just kind of became like we're, we're, and we're like slightly competitive so like it kind of became a thing that would just happen at every wedding of like who could execute like a cooler double exposure <laughs> or who could like prism flip and showcase like the venue in the coolest way and then from there it just kind of like snowballed um that that was something that a lot of our clients were requesting like they were really excited about that um like the unique uh little perspective that we had yeah and and it just made the day you know, a little bit more interesting because, you know, we live in a day where we shoot digital for the most part. And so we have wonderful things called SD cards and you can take a lot of photos. We, and so would just, for, yeah, we would just do the extra little bit on top of doing the traditional stuff that we would get. So just adding that little bit of spice in a more traditional, like while we were doing the traditional things, it kind of helped us to integrate it a little bit easier into our flow, I guess. Yeah, because we didn't want it to be uh, like confusing uh, we felt like if we did it like once in like a whole wedding gallery it would just look super out of place so we knew we had to really do it in every aspect even like when it comes to like detail shots like being uh, mindful of like the compositions making sense within the whole gallery because like ultimately we weren't putting our portfolio before our clients memories like ultimately like that is what we're here for um and so we just wanted to make sure that it was like still emulating them. It was still made sense within the story of the day or the session. Ah, um, so we, good. Yeah. So we really just wanted to just kind of yeah focus on that. And it just so happens that, you know, almost four years later, people are still digging it and we've, we've typecast ourselves, but in a good way. We like it. Yeah. <laughs> There's so many great things on what you just said. I love the fact that you said that you're not putting your portfolio before the client's needs. I think that's super, super important. Sometimes you want to be really creative. And I've heard in many Facebook groups or just chatting with people, they get like really annoyed. They're like, that's not what I want to photograph. I'm like, mm, but they're paying you. They're your clients. That's what you need to photograph. Yeah. But I also love the fact that you're like, we're shooting digital. There is two of us that are really, really good. And we get our safe shots and now we're playing because we have time to play. We have room to play. And this is not only going to help our client, but this is going to help us as artists, you right. know, explore, which I think is so important in this industry. 
Yeah. And that was a, another thing. I like that you said that because we want, um, like ultimately we want our clients to have like a good relationship with photography. I feel like people can get intimidated by it so easily or, you know, like eye roll when it's like taking slightly, you know, too long and you, you want them to be having fun and ultimately like whatever it is. And I'm not here to like, we don't want to like define what creativity is to you, but if you're having fun taking photos, your clients are going to have fun. Yeah. You know, and like, that's like ultimately, and then no matter what, when they're looking back at the photos, it's going to be good memories. Yeah. If you're, you know, if you're like, that's like one thing with us is like vibing it out with our clients is so important because like, if we're doing, uh, you know, some more stoic portraits and this often happens with like, uh, like wedding clients, if we haven't done like an engagement session with them, um, is that, you know, if they're really bubbly and, and fun and, and happy all the time, it just doesn't make too much sense, like having them like, you know, what we like to call like pillar people, like being really serious, really stoic. Um, it just feels like we're not doing them a justice. And that's, you know, when we will kind of refrain from that and we'll focus on more like fun, creative stuff of like, yeah. and, and that's when we'll switch to like more like prompt based stuff and figure out how to like implement our creative ideas um, in other ways. Yeah. So it's really important to like know how to like read your clients. Cause if they're, if they're eye rolling and like not really understanding too much of like what's going on, like that's, you know, it's not a sign that they're, uh, you know, not up for it. Like, but it's like, you know, you just gotta like take a step back and, and do what's right for them. Yeah. And, <laughs> and like communicating too, like there's nothing wrong with talking to your clients about a cool idea that you have and seeing if they're down for it, you know, cause we've gotten so many times where we're like, Oh, well, we don't want to make them lay on the ground, but like find out that they would totally be down to lay on the ground for like a weird shot. So we would have missed that if we wouldn't have been like, Hey, are you cool with laying down for like a really funky shot? Like an interesting perspective. And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. And you know, that's fine. But ultimately like having communication with your client too is important because they did hire you and so you have to remember like they're trusting your vision so ultimately like give them your vision so and if that's a weird vision then why not you know that is so good I think that a lot of photographers uh, especially I guess when, when you're starting out you get really nervous about either directing people or just asking for like a moment people think that you need to be shooting 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 all the time I always said like take a you know breathe for a second like if you need to take actually literally a minute to see what's happening around you compose something and they'll tell your clients like I'm like give me a second here I'm trying to figure it out and then propose something I think that's it's a great experience for everybody at the end of the day 100 percent. yeah and I think that comes down we're not saying go out and like be best friends with everyone but it really does help when it feels like you're just hanging out with a buddy um, you'd be surprised as like to how much, like how many more photos you can get or like really push those, uh, those like creative ideas when it feels like the person does have your best interest in mind. Yeah. Um, so if it's like a buddy and you're just like, oh yeah, like it'd be like, like she said, like laying on the ground, it just kind of came in conversation of like, oh, we're, we weren't going to make you do that, but they were like super stoked. But if we didn't say that out loud, like it, the photo would have never happened. Right. And it ended up, you know, more, more times than not. It's like that one photo you're just like, oh. It's the one that got away. Wasn't able to do it. <laughs> Definitely. I like that you, uh, well, talking about communication and all that, that's super important. And talking about like, you don't need to be best friends, but at the end of the day, when people are really relaxed around you, immediately they're going to photograph better. 
because they trust you. They're like, okay, we're going to do this. They have a good attitude. But just asking you, I don't know if you have ever encountered this, but what happens when you get a client that is a little bit dry or maybe hard to read or even difficult? How do you guys manage that? We have gotten that a few times in our career. Yeah. Um, I think that the way we kind of manage it is, you know, when we do want to take those risks, um, maybe not even like some, sometimes people don't understand your vision and that's totally fine. Um, but sometimes just going ahead and executing that, like we said earlier, on top of like the traditional stuff that you know they'll like um, is, you know, just grab it and you don't have to talk to them about it. Like with, or double exposures and stuff sometimes like they won't even know we're doing it um and that's totally fine we don't have to show them the day of and if it comes out good later on in post then we'll deliver it and you know they'll have both the traditional shot and that double exposure for them i mean so they'll have the best of both worlds um so that's a really good way to like integrate it in if you're not able to like read them too well um because that does happen to us a couple it has happened yeah um but I think we're just, just doing it anyways kind of a thing. Um, and if you don't know if they'll like it or not, just also taking that safe shot as well, just to kind of counterbalance it a little bit. And I feel like a lot of the times what happens, especially when, you know, if the client's a little bit more dry, a little bit more like reserved, and you can tell they're not really like a, a picture person or, or whatever the case may be, um, that is when we kind of will... Uh, you know, put our cameras down a little bit more often. A lot of the times, like we're not afraid to make fun of ourselves. Yeah. Uh, and and that's when you know you really got to let your personality and just like be a human. Yeah. Um, because it is so you know you got to think from a client perspective. Like, uh, people don't get photographed like that often. You know, no. it might be once a year, it might be twice a year, but it's still not often, especially with like the two of us having two cameras in their faces. So it's like it's really intimidating. And so that's when we just like let our human side show and that it's like, it's not a big deal. Like it's going to be fine. We'll, we make fun of ourselves as photographers all the time during sessions. And that usually like really helps warm the client up. Um, and then they're more down because it's like, oh yeah, it's not a big deal. You know, it's not like you're, it's not like you're getting stabbed, you know? I, <laughs> so, so it's, it's one of those things you just have to make them feel comfortable. And I know sometimes it can be hard, especially when, you know, a person is reserved. And sometimes we've had clients who were reserved the whole time. Mm -hmm. And almost like going against what I just said, sometimes you have to realize uh, that more times than not, your client's done a lot of research. Uh, there's a lot of information out there and they have looked at your work. So as long as you're doing exactly what you're showing on your website, on your social media, and you're not confusing them with something like completely uh, just like left out of left field, field and yeah. not what you do whatsoever, it, it's going to be fine. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's it's like going to a to a pizzeria and then them handing you a cheeseburger. I think that's how. I'm <laughs> and what happened here? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so when you, I mean, you do all these double exposure and all that is in camera, right? You don't do this in post production. Yeah, and I think that has really added to uh, like the excitement of the sessions. Mm -hmm is that uh, I know a lot of photographers like really hate showing their client like the back of the camera, especially if uh, like we shoot Nikon, so more times than not, it's really underexposed uh, for post. Um, but we like really, we like geek out the whole time. Um, we're like our- We're we professional chimpers. Yeah, <laughs> we're just like, and so we're, and we're always like hyping each other up and yeah. we're hyping the client up. 
So when we execute a photo and it works, we get really excited and we'll show the client to kind of like push it forward of like, look, cool stuff is happening. It might seem like you're just standing there, uh, but like sweet photos are happening and it's that easy. Yeah. And then that's when they get more and more into it. More um, and then knowing that uh, like everything is, is done in camera, I think adds to the magic of it. Definitely. It, it feels to us like it's more custom and it's more unique to the client. Like, look, this wasn't an overlay that we put in on Photoshop. That was, uh, you know, the greenery that was behind you when you were walking there, or, you know, that was, you know, your suit. That's what was on there or, or whatever it may be. Uh, it just really adds to like the magic of the photo and the experience overall that it's not just like a graphic design project yeah. and that it is like them and, and the photos are happening like literally there. Yeah. Sometimes most, photos uh, like double exposures like can be done in camera. Yeah. Like, yeah, definitely. I when which is we I'm a photographer, but when I find out that I could do double exposure on my camera, I was like, oh my god! Like my brain exploded. I'm like, this is maybe dumb, but <laughs> no, yeah. And and a lot of people like as clients are the same way. Like they don't know that they they think that we do everything on Photoshop, and it's like no, we're just showing. That's again showing back a camera like sometimes that makes them super stoked about something like it if you're excited about it so much that you show them before you're even done with it and like get they get super excited to see the finished product because like if it's that good in camera then they're not even like they don't even know what's to come so they they get excited about it before they even see the finished product I love it. I, as you said, like I try not to show things while I'm shooting, but like if I get a photo that I really, really love, like I show them just yeah. to like get them like hype out. Like, yeah, look, you guys are amazing. And then immediately, like if they're being a little bit reserved, like immediately that changed kind of like the energy of the session. Yeah. yeah. Especially like, like you being the photographer and especially you, you're busier than anything. It's like, it, it makes it, you know, it makes the client feel special. Yeah. And it's true. I mean, they should feel special. Um, and it's one of those things I definitely think it, it really, really does help sometimes. Yeah. And, and people like, you know, our clients, they, at this day and age, like people understand what editing is. So in order, you know, if you're, you're apprehensive about showing back of camera, like just know that like everybody kind of gets that that's not the final product. Like they know you got to go home and you got to work on the coloring and all that stuff. Like it's not going to look like that delivered. So like just knowing that and being comfortable with that, I feel like helps you to kind of go past that. I don't want to show anybody the back of camera because it's not finished yet, but it's like, no, your client understands that. So showing them it, if it's something really cool, they'll get like, like I said before, they'll get more excited to see what the finished product is going to be. If it looks that good behind camera, you know? So that's why we don't even, we're not even apprehensive about showing back of camera stuff because we know ultimately like, our clients aren't going to be like, oh, that's the final, you know, like they're going to know, like, we're going to go home and work on it a little bit more, but look at how cool it looks right now, you yeah. know? Definitely. Bianca, I'm going to have you move a little bit closer to Kyle. Cause like I, you're like starting not to be seen here. All like, right. <laughs> like this movie that I love the internship when they're like doing the, like the Google internship on the camera. I don't know. It's yeah. my favorite movie. <laughs> like be up here. Like, huh? Exactly. <laughs> So we're here talking about creative risk and this is something that just popped in my head that I think that maybe we need to address because we're talking about kind of like, again, composition risk and all that. We're actually not talking about like putting your clients in danger risk. Like that's not the risk we're talking about in here. Like, 
<laughs> Sometimes. But, I mean, I think it's something to address because, again, you see horrible stories on Instagram of people doing really dumb shit yeah. for a photo. And that's yeah. not what we're talking about here today. Yeah, don't be dumb. Yeah. Uh, especially here in Florida, we do photograph, uh, like, at the beach a lot or we'll photograph near bodies of water. And in Florida, everything tries to kill you. Uh, so <laughs> alligators and their sharks and their snakes and their spiders. Uh, you know, we've had times where we've, you know, had a, a couple, you know, go into uh, some like some ferns that were there and chilling. And then we noticed that there's a black widow. So we we're just like, never mind. Abort. Abort. <laughs> uh, yeah. So definitely. Yeah. We're not talking about, you know, throwing people into traffic. Yeah. Or into exactly. Traffic. Like, yeah, we're not photographing like something when the train is coming. Like we yeah. are not doing that. <laughs> Yeah. No, 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 no. Another thing too, we do bring our boots. So before we make anybody go into like tall grass or anything like that, we make sure to like stomp around for a little while, scare anything away with our boots. So that way we know, you know, it's clear for them. And then we put them in there for like two seconds and then pull them out because we want to make sure their safety is on the forefront of our minds. So my clients always make fun of me because I also go with boots, wherever I go. Cause I'm like, I don't want any lizards jumping on my feet while I'm photographing anybody. And like, as soon as I go like in the bushes or whatever, like I start screaming like, shush, animal, shush. They're like, this woman just lost it. <laughs> but you know, again, they start laughing. I'm like, you know, everybody's like chilling. So it's better for the photo at the end of the day. Oh yeah, for sure. So let me see. I have a couple of um, questions in here. Um, Again, in the spirit of sharing, what has been the best and most difficult part of creating such unexpected portraits for your clients? Uh, I would say best is when it works. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anticlimactic, but when it works. Um, you know, we, we, we like to plan some stuff, but a lot of it does happen really off the cuff. So when you get sparked with an idea and you snap the photo and it works out perfectly, whether it's like, composition worked perfectly or you know there was some wind blowing and you get the perfect you know hair flip or whatever it may be when it works uh there's literally not a better feeling in the world yeah. uh worst is you know I, I could cop out and say when it doesn't work but i think even more so than when it doesn't work is when we're not able to do the photo at all mm-hmm. uh a lot of times, um you know we'll if we haven't been to let's say the wedding venue um, we will, you know, obviously look it up and get some ideas beforehand um, to see, you know, some locations or whatever. And that's when we'll like have a few ideas. And then if we go there with, you know, for whatever reason, it might not happen. That's when it's the worst yeah. is when you're just like, oh, but I knew the possibilities and it kind of stinks that I, that we weren't able to start even in the line. Yeah. Right? Yeah. A lot, a lot of times that happens with like, especially being in Florida, like the rain. Uh, literally rains on our parade all the time (laughs) yeah but yeah this might also be like when you uh for me you know when I when I don't take the actual risk of even just asking because I'm like maybe it's too busy or like whatever and then I kind of like casually mention it to the couple like oh I thought about asking you to sit down and I did and they're like oh we had totally done it and I'm like Ian why didn't I even mention it now And that's the worst, especially when they were just like, oh, dude, I would have totally done that. You would have thrown paint on my face and I would have been cool. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You're like, "Mm, why? So people, if you're listening to us, just take risk. Don't be shy. Ask for it. Like if you don't ask for it, you never know what would have happened. 
and again, what's the worst? It could be a no, and that's it. And it's yeah. just like, all right, well, I have 19,000 other ideas that will be fine. <laughs> mm -hmm. Talking about ideas, where do you guys find your creativity? Do you look like where do you look for it? or what do you do to like get creative? Um, that's like a really loaded question. It is <laughs> a lot of stuff. Uh, personally, we get inspired a lot by like uh, like watching music videos or just like music in general. Um, even just like films too. Like, um, we'll watch movies and stuff like that, and and just see like the way that filmmakers you know, frame things or, you know, place people too. Like that's super cool to like, just see like perspective and stuff like that in a different medium. Yeah. I saw this thing of like a, like a silent era uh, film and I got like instantly inspired with like a bunch of, uh, a bunch of photos I wanted to take now. Um, it really just comes from all over the place. I mean, even just like colors and, and shapes uh, really uh, yeah. pop in our heads uh, like a lot. Architecture even, too, like just seeing buildings and, like when we're walking around or whatever, we're just like, oh, that spot looks really great. Like I could do this and that and the other. And it, it just kind of brings something out of us where we're yeah. just like, again, with like shapes and colors and stuff like that. Um, do you guys take actual notes or like just mental notes of what's happening? Mental Talk notes. About we it. have a ridiculous amount of sticky notes everywhere. Yeah. And not one of them gets used. <laughs> they get left at the house every single time. Um, like, uh, we get inspired a lot by just talking to our clients. Like we we're always like goofing and joking and sometimes learning, you know, that your client's like super into like metal music or whatever it might be. You're just like, Oh, have you seen the cover of that album? And they're just like, yes. Can we do that? Like, I can't tell you how many times we're talking about like the beastie boys and then we'll throw on a fish eye and then do some like album cover yeah. stuff real quick because like who doesn't want to be on the cover of an album? <laughs> True. <laughs> that happens more times than not. Yeah. I love that. Do you guys have a kind of like a questionnaire that you give to your clients to get to know them a little bit better? How do you actually connect with your clients? Because in this era that we live, it's like, oh, here is the booking. Here is the contract. Here is the money. See you in eight months at the wedding. So how so, do you guys connect? Typically, um, consultation sessions are really where we thrive with like kind of getting a vibe for people, whether it's like a video chat or an in-person meeting, um, especially when it comes to like sessions I feel like um versus like weddings weddings for sure like we definitely do a consultation but when we have a session that like we want to just make sure like this is what they're looking for and not something different we'll definitely set up like a little chat or something um for weddings we we specify it down a little bit more with having that that consultation initially and then doing like a questionnaire right before the wedding um within there we have like a tiny section of like what photos did you like the best out of your engagement session? Or like, what photos do you vibe with more? And we have like romantic, silly, fun, con uh, conceptual, artistic, like all these different things um, to where we can kind of vibe out on there what they're more so looking to emulate. But then also like with that, sometimes people don't know what they even want. Um, so, you know, saying we'll do the romantic stuff, we'll do heavy romantic stuff, let's say. Um, and they're not really into the weird stuff, but then we'll throw in some weird stuff just to kind of like make sure that like, you know, maybe this is something that you like. And if you don't like it, it you're going to still have those romantic pretty shots that you are looking for initially. Um, so we do, like we said before, kind of keep in mind what the client wants first and foremost before a portfolio. But if we can throw something in there that we really like or get excited about, because I mean, there's 
plenty of time in the world and you have an SD card. So just do it, you know, like it, there's nothing wrong with that, but also keeping in mind what your client wants, whether or not it's the creative stuff or it's romantic stuff or whatever is like our first priority with that. Yeah. Cause uh, it also helps just narrow down what we're not going to do. Yeah. Um, like within that questionnaire we have, um, you know, if, if a couple like crosses off, like they don't want uh, many photos of them, like being like kissy. Cause they're just like, we just like hate photos of us kissing besides the first kiss. You know, it really helps like knowing that because yeah. it, it eliminates like a whole bunch of uh, like poses or prompts that you want, ultimately not making them feel awkward yeah. uh, and making them feel like they're actually like listened to. Yeah. And more so with weddings, like with our engagement sessions, it we kind of do everything. And then from there, they're able to kind of let us know what they liked better, even just by like the photos that they downloaded and shared on social yeah. media. Um, it could be something as simple as that. So, um, you know, questionnaire is really helpful, but then also like, kind of seeing what your clients download and seeing what they're more attracted to within that gallery is super helpful. It could say a million words, you yeah. know, without even speaking. So um, that's- Do you guys connect with your clients in social media before, let's say the session, let's say right after the booking, do you guys connect? Yeah, I was just about to say that. Um, yeah, if they have social media, yeah, uh, we uh, like a lot of the times our clients are always following us. Um, on stories and stuff like that. Um, we post a lot of photos from our previews. Um, so we'll post like the full preview in stories, um, like and on our Facebook. Um, but more so with Instagram, like that's when it's really beneficial, um, especially if it's a client who like we're going to be photographing uh, their wedding uh, soon, you know, knowing what they react to and respond to mm -hmm. in like their like our other client work. Uh, really helps, um, especially like the day of. I mean, sometimes we've actually posted like an idea that we wanted to do about being like, oh, like, we would love to do this particular type of ceremony shot. And then we have like eight clients message us being like, you can totally do this at my wedding. And we just like put it out there into the universe. And we were like, oh, I didn't think a person would want us to do this type of shot. Yeah. I remember months ago, or maybe this was last year, when you went, I think, to like a dinosaur park, and you were like, oh, who wants an engagement session here? Like, who would be down for this? And it was like, after that, it was like, but how many clients did you photograph there? I love it. Yeah, it, it, it was like Jurassic Park after that. We were there like once a month, and it's we're still there like all the time, and we love it. <laughs> it's a cool park. Yeah. But then again, going back to like even just asking on social media, I have this idea who's down for it. Yeah. You'd be surprised. I was going to say, you'd be really surprised what happens when you just like put an idea out into the universe. Yeah. Because I mean, who doesn't want like super awesome photos of themselves? So if you're, if you have an idea and especially if you know, the person's already hired you and they are just like trying to connect more on social media. Um, I feel like if they know it makes you excited as the professional, like, heck yeah, like they would more likely, you know, want to do that. Um, I, I always think about it like when I, I, I'm very heavily tattooed and a lot of the times I like to go to the tattoo artist without an idea and look at like some of their like flash work and things that make them excited. And a lot of the times that's what I'll get. And because it makes the artist excited and if they're excited, like I'm super stoked, it don't, it feels like a little bit more meaningful, um, like in a weird way than getting like a, I love that you mentioned that you as an artist, you need to be excited. Yeah. Like 
when I see people like, oh, I have to do another session. I'm like, I hope you're not showing up with that energy because like, I'm already tired just looking at you. Like you need to like pump it up a lot. Yeah. Like you can be your worst enemy when it comes to, <laughs> it comes to a session or a wedding. Like you, you gotta be excited. Yeah. Uh, you know, especially uh, you know, like being full time in this for for a while now, like we are very fortunate. Uh, you know, and we get to snap photos and tell really bad food related stories. Uh, for a <laughs> and so it's like, at the end of the day, it's it's not that bad. Yeah. <laughs> and we also like if we ever get down and out about it, of like, oh, you know, should we be doing this? You know, should we be doing the creative stuff? Should we be pushing that? Are we gonna? Because, I mean, it's a risk, of course, so, you know, you may not have people to book you because of that, but always reminding ourselves, like, A, there's billions of people in this world, so there has to be at least X amount of people who agree with your vision, and B, like, if we if we weren't doing what we love, then why are we even doing this? We might as well be working for someone else, because ultimately, like, we're doing this because we wanted to be happy with our career choice we wanted to be you know artists and and make a living off of this so why can't we do that like there's no rules so why limit yourself you know uh, nobody's gonna come down at you and say you can't do that because that's wrong you know if it there's gonna be people who agree with your vision and that's just how it is like you're not like the only person who likes this particular style because there's too many people in the world for that to be a, a reality you know um, love that yeah and if again if we weren't doing what we loved then why are we even doing this because that's great words of wisdom by <laughs> bianca today love it another thing that i mean i would like to touch in and like you don't like let's say that whoever is listening to us right now it's quite you know conservative in like the way they shoot and all that and perhaps they want to implement a little bit of more you know creative risk um if you're starting out or like, I mean, starting out and like being a little bit more creative and out of the box and creating things that are a little bit more unexpected, start with, you know, some self-portraits or go shoot your friends. Like you don't have to experiment with your clients. Like if you like shooting very traditional, but you want to, you know, stay interesting and stay, you know, creative and energized. Go and do work on your own that is just for yourself. You're not getting paid for this job. You're just doing it because you need to like, I don't know, give food to your soul. <laughs> I was going to say, perfect example, actually, that you brought that up. Um, we recently did photos of ourselves with those black masks on, and we posted one of them on Instagram and immediately had someone contact us and be like, hey, can we do family portraits with those black masks on? I love it! So, like, and we were just like, this is never going to fly. Like, nobody's going to like this. This is just weird and kind of, like, dark, but, yeah. like... That, as far as, like, that was an actual risk. Yeah, that was. <laughs> when, we, when we were posting those, we weren't sure if people would be responsive. Uh, more so because we do like to, uh, you know, keep in mind that we are a company. Um, and so it still has to, like, make sense. And we were like, oh, this is, like, pretty. And for people that don't know what we're talking about, uh, pretty much describe the picture. Like, what are you wearing in this photo? Uh, so we did a whole series uh, for an art gallery, and we did a bunch of self-portraits of us in black ski masks. Um, that was uh, for many reasons. Uh, first, that we just thought it was cool. Uh, second, we 
we like self-portraits, but we didn't really want to show our faces because it was going to be in like a gallery. And we thought it was like, I don't know, weirdly like egotistical to like, like oh yeah, for our Not thing, well. we just <laughs> photographed ourselves. <laughs> so uh, it was like a really easy way to like disconnect. Yeah. Um, but also it just kind of like added to the vibe of it. And we just like, ever since then, that's like all we do for self-portraits is we put those black masks on. <laughs> it is like, it makes you stop. Like I will add this photo to like the actual notes of the past, the podcast, but it's like you're standing there kind of like very stiff in like the middle of nowhere. The picture is quite colorful, but you have like the black mask on it. So it's just like, like make you stop. Like what's happening in here? What's going on? Yeah. It's quite uh it like contradicts itself. Yeah. <laughs> and that, and that photo was inspired by a music video that yeah. we had seen, not the black mask part, but like even just like, the, the stick, weird like the... handhold. I was like, yeah. oh, I had never seen people hold hands like that before. That's fun. Yeah, I love it. So there you go. Like you don't have to like go all you know immediately go from zero to ten with your clients. You can you know easy up in your creative risk with you know personal projects. Yeah. Yep. And then sharing and not being afraid to share those too, because like you know more often than not, like even us, we get apprehensive about sharing our personal stuff, but then we realize you know. People want to see that just as much as they want to see a pretty wedding photo, you know, and there's a lot of pretty wedding photos on the internet. So showing something like that every once in a while, it kind of makes you, it, it separates you from the pretty feed that you have and pops out a little bit more and it, it, it makes people stop and think, you know, yeah. um, but no, go you're for good. It. that was beautiful. <laughs> it's true is uh and as you said like i would have never guessed that you guys feel apprehensive about posting those photos because when i saw the photo even though it made me stop i'm like it makes sense for them so that's it's it's kind of funny because uh i would probably say as much as we post the weird stuff like our instagram is mostly that um but keep in mind, 90% of our work is still like very traditional. Um, it's, you know, it's just stuff like in the wedding industry, like you just got to do. Um, and, and we love those aspects. Like that's what got us into this in the first place. Um, but a lot of our clients hire us for like candid photos. Um, that is like one thing, like ultimately, even with like the creative risk stuff, we do have more of a photojournalistic approach, even with the creative stuff. Like our, like Bianca said before, our clients don't even know that it's happening most of the time. Um, like our, our compositions just like happen the way that they do. And so, yeah. That's... I like that you touch on this because uh, to be clear also, this is not something like you don't have to create again, quote, those weird photos for your clients. It doesn't have to be like 80% of the gallery. That's not what we're talking about. Like, no let it be like let it be like a little surprise every now and then like you know like you like i don't know like a little bit of magic that is just like drop in their gallery yeah because we uh we're we deliver a, a ridiculous amount of photos we we're like snap happy uh yeah. but that's just and that's just how we do it um that's not like we're not saying that if, if you know you're more particular that that's wrong or whatever we just happen to photograph a lot of different styles um, and our clients are informed on that. Um, we let them know that, you know, we're getting all the in-between moments. And once again, having the two of us who are in full communication, like, it just like doubles the amount of photos that we get. And so we're still getting like, it's like, probably like a 90-10 split that we're, as far as like delivery goes, of uh, what we're, it's like, yeah, 
it's it's not like full blown like we're only delivering beer stuff. That would that would just like not be cool. Grandma but, wouldn't be happy about that. I think that would be really hard as an artist because like you don't need to put that kind of pressure on yourself to be like, oh my god, I need to be super overly creative all the time. Like, and that's what I wanted to mention it because like if you're listening to this and then you're like questioning like your work, you don't need to question your work. You just need no. to like add a little bit to it. Like you don't need to start from zero, just being super out of the box all the time because I think that's also I don't know I don't want to say impossible but I think that would be really really hard both work-wise and like emotional like that's a lot of thinking you need to do (laughs) it's super unrealistic you know especially on wedding days you know sometimes we're there for eight ten hours you can't be you know Wes Anderson for eight ten hours off the cuff like every photo is going to be some you know cinematic masterpiece um and so, yeah, it's it's really important to, like, just, like, know when it makes sense. Yeah. Like we said before, like, you don't want it to be confusing. You know, if your couple really did hire you and they stressed that they loved the candid moments, like, just photograph mostly candid. If you happen to get to have some cool ideas, go for it. But don't feel pressure to, like, that every photo, like, if it's not going to get, you know, 10,000 likes on Instagram and, and shared across the board that it's like anything less. No, it's awesome. The moment was captured. Job well done. And then again, as you said, you're doing this for your clients. I know we live in this crazy world when we think that everything is for the gram. It's yeah. not. Yeah. Like at the end of the day, the person that needs to be happy is your client. Uh, you don't need to get 5 million likes on a photo. I mean, if yeah. you do great, but like, when it, yeah. I think I think we need to like restart thinking how this whole social media is kind of like affecting us as business owners, as people. Like we need to bring it back a little bit. And, oh, yeah. I, and I think that comes a lot with like uh, like inspiration and stuff. Um, I know that years ago, and I and I know like like you said with Instagram, you literally have every photographer's portfolio right there at your disposal. And, you know, when you're on the way to a gig, it's really, really easy being like, I need some inspiration. I'm going to go look at other people's stuff. And that inspiration turns into imitation because you had to do something new. It's that's not the case anymore. Like sometimes you have to get inspired and and excited with your own work first about being like, look, I've been doing this for X amount of years. I've had so many clients and every one of them, hopefully has been very happy with your work. And ultimately they hired you for you. Like they, if they wanted that person that you're looking up on like Instagram for inspiration, they could have gone and hired them. Ah, so so good. You, like just you, it's going to be fun. This is amazing. I like when I, this is, this is a tweetable moment. Like you need to be excited about your own work. And I'm going to really emphasize this because I see this all over big name photographers that they come and they say like, you need to hate your work. Like, if you love your work, you're not doing it right. I'm always so turned off by that kind of mentality. Of course, you want to strive to be better. Of course, you want to push yourself to be better. But, like, you can live in that thing that you hate what you're doing. Like, that's not fun. That's not inspiring. Like, that's not going to get you creative at the end of the day. Yeah, and, and, I mean, more times than not, like, we've found that, like, we'll look back on our old work from a year ago, two years ago, and see something that we did and be like, oh, I have a better idea to make that cooler, you know, or something like that. Like, I mean, not even cooler, but like in a different way, like I have a new idea for that kind of composition or something like that. Or maybe I want to change something up and do it a little differently or, you know, whatever. So you can always improve, like hating your work doesn't mean like 
don't hate your work, love your work, but know how to improve it to what you like now, you know? Exactly. But I feel like within the present, like if right now, like you need to, again, like it, like where you are, enjoy where you are. Yes, you know that in the future, a year from now, you're going to be in a different place. You're probably going to look back and be like, hmm, why did I do that? I don't know. But like you, you need to like appreciate what you're doing. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Awesome. There's no, uh, there's no wrong way to take a photo sometimes, as yeah. long as it was taken. Yeah. There you go. That's a good thing to say. Uh, what are you, okay, hold on. I can't even read. Uh, if you can give photographers one piece of advice, what would it be? I know we, you have given plenty of advice today, but like one really good piece of advice, what would it be? Oh, man. I was just going to repeat myself. <laughs> well, maybe that's one thing that we need to like pound on today. <laughs> your own inspiration. It, it's, it, it is kind of funny. Like I, I hate, you know, sounding cliche, but like sometimes like really just not paying attention to those numbers. Um, yeah. I know us personally, uh, we left most of the online photography groups. Um, <laughs> besides your wonderful group. Better stay there. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but it really is so easy to get caught in that trap of being like, oh, that person looks like they're so busy. Like, what are they doing? I need to be like that person and then my company will, will do better. Mm-hmm. It's not how it works anymore. You know, we live in a day now, in at least in our experience, that being a mom and pop shop is like the best thing. Uh, you know, people want to feel like they're, uh, you know, like they're contributing to to you know like a small business and they're they're excited when you're excited so yeah you just gotta just gotta keep doing you yeah you do you boo that's great advice and i think uh sometimes i feel because i follow a lot of photographers but like i don't follow you know because i don't want to see their work not because i don't want to support them but i'm like i i can't be consuming all these content from other people like I can't like I can't do that for my my health for like my inspirational just for like my well-being I can't do that uh because it's easy to get trapped in that circle of like somebody's doing better within reality we don't know how somebody's doing based on Instagram exactly and it's especially easy to get trapped in that when you are consuming your thoughts and your your eyeballs with other people especially like around you you know, locally, we have so many photographers around here, um, but like not because we're not supporting them, but we don't even try to look at their work because if so, then it's so easy for us to like um, compare ourselves and our business to their business. And because we see them successful, like we're like, oh, well, they're doing this in this area. So then if I do this in this area, then that means people will also like us, you know, and putting those blinders on sometimes like it's a good thing because it can benefit, you know even just your mental state with that kind of stuff like you don't need to there there isn't a formula for doing this the only formula is to be a view and 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 show your eyes and your view and if you get your view misconstrued with like other people's view then like what are you doing you know and it shows i mean you know obviously like you know people have eyeballs people can see when it's not something that like you typically do um and so for us, that's been the biggest thing It's like, we really, you know, we, we are practicing what we preach as far as we try not to imitate anyone. We just want to keep doing what we do. And so like our inspiration does come from like looking at, you know, not in an egotistical way, but our own work, um, just so we can 
make sure that we're just doing exactly what we do. Yeah. Um, and that's been like so beneficial and cause it, it was really, really easy. You know, you, you see some of these posts and like a photo will get, you know, a whole bunch of shares and then posted on, you know, Huffington post. And you're just like, Oh, well, I have to do that because I want to get shared and, and whatever. And, and don't get me wrong. We've, we've had our own posts, you know, get shared and, and all that stuff. And at the end of the day, it really didn't do anything for us. It felt cool that someone, you know, appreciated us. And it kind of felt like a little bit of validation, but you know, after a while we were like, the only people we want validation from is our clients. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it's, it's really easy now, you know, I'm sure, you know, to the photographers out there, if you look at your followers on Instagram, I bet a bunch of them are photographers. Uh, you know, if, you know, we have almost 5,000 uh, followers and it would be ridiculous if they were all just like everyday people and clients. It's just not realistic. It is probably, you know, 4,000 photographers. <laughs> <laughs> Well, remember, photographers also need photos, so it's a good market to be in. I agree. And that is also a big part of our clientele. We're the photographer's photographer. <laughs> I love it. So good. So what are you guys loving right now? And this doesn't have to be photography related. That is a I mean, you're asking us so many loaded questions. We just like, we're going to be here until five o'clock today, people. Yeah, we got really into all these saltines, uh, like they're the soda crackers. We have like a whole. Is, is this is this for real? Or I'm just kidding. Yeah, we're like a tower we're really of into the, them lately, of the and that's thing. a big source of our inspiration is consuming as many soda crackers as possible. What is where is this conversation going? You ask what we love. How do you get into saltines? Uh, Our grandparents. Yeah, it was weird. We didn't realize. We've been been married for a hot minute now, and we both didn't know that we had this secret obsession obsession with saltines (laughs) until Hurricane came through. And that was our hurricane food uh, choice. And we were just like, you love these? I love these. And yeah. yeah, I'm gonna disclosure something here. I love saltines, and the way I eat them is like I get a saltine, like the cracker, and I put butter, and then I put jelly, and then I put another cracker on top. So it's like a sandwich. Ooh, that sounds. <laughs> we've been doing uh, cream, we've been cheese. cream cheese, jalapenos, and mm. on the saltine. Delicious. It's- oh, you're gourmet, gourmet uh, cracker eater. <laughs> culinary revolution artisan artisan saltine (laughs) i love this well who knew saltines could be so exciting (laughs) awesome so people where can people and if you are watching live i know there's a little bit of a delay so if you have any questions this is the time to drop them i don't know sorry i should have said that before but where could people find you uh our website uh www.okenironphoto.com uh, you can find us on Instagram at Oak and Iron Photo, uh, Facebook, which is okay. yeah at Oak and Iron Photo. Uh, you guys have a podcast that is fun. Uh, yeah, we, we, have, <laughs> we haven't done an episode in a hot minute. Uh, we've and been it's super delayed. Listen, but you have like at least six, seven episodes that are like two hours long. They, they can get you through editing. They're funny. They're interesting. Yeah, that was we, we want. Yeah, we we wanted to be like the Seinfeld of podcasts. It's and it's a podcast about absolutely nothing. But, that's everything uh, at the same but time. it's called uh, "Oi, Not Another Podcast." Podcast. Uh, <laughs> Unless I listened to every single episode, and it was very entertaining. So, like, and I'm gonna disagree with you because you said that you're not into what's the thing with the noises. 
uh, soundboard? ASMR? Oh, ASMR? Yes. Yeah. I know you said you're not, but I'm going to disagree because every single episode is like a lot of microphone noises. So like, you're not going to fool me and that's just how it's going to be. It's me. I've said it a bunch of times. I'm like a bubbling cauldron. Something happens when I, there's like a chemical reaction in my mouth that happens when I podcast and have coffee. It's like I salivate a lot and then something happens inside that I just it's like bubble up. soul wanting more ASMR in his life. <laughs> I think, I think that's what it is. Guys, as always, it was a pleasure having you today on the podcast. You dropped so many great, great pieces of knowledge and information. Uh, again, you had we had another podcast episode that was all about websites. So if you're listening to this episode, go back and find that episode somewhere in the archives. So, so good. And we met in person. I really, really like your personalities. You're super fun. So thank you so much for being friends of the Talk Republic. Thank you so much for doing this. Super appreciated. And, you know, you guys are awesome. So thank you. Thank you. You're awesome, too. And we love everything you do. And the whole world should know about you. Yes. Ah, thank you. Roy says that this was so great. So I can't wait to see what Roy does with, you know, uh, his creative risk. And for all of you that are listening to the podcast, thank you so much for doing so. Remember to leave a review on iTunes. Share with your friends. If you're not in the Talk Republic Facebook group, I don't know what you're waiting for. Come join us. And that's all for today. I wish I had the trumpet, the thing. How is it? <laughs> there you go. Guys, uh, thank you for tuning in. And I'll see you very soon with another amazing guest. Bye. Thanks for listening to today's episode. For more info about marketing tips for photographers and show notes, please visit thetogrepublic.com. If you enjoyed today's show, please go to iTunes and leave us a review. Want even more? Join our marketing community group. Just search for the Tog Republic group on Facebook. Until next week.